0: Hello everyone and welcome to secret keepers club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here as always. My name is Carly Acolino. I am your host and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today to sit down and chit chat with you because last week. I think for the first time ever in Secret Keepers Club history, there was no episode. So I apologize deeply uh, from the bottom of my heart because I don't I don't play games like that. Even if I know I'm going away, I always will record an episode for you guys. But you know, I was so overwhelmed the week prior that I didn't have a chance to do it because I was working so much trying to prep for this show at Madison Square Garden, and then the show happened on sunday and when i tell you girl i was so burnt out i was for a month every single night out doing stand up and then the last like 3 nights before the show like from thursday to saturday i did 6 shows a night um leading up to it. So I was shot and I and sometimes you just got to take a, a little bit of a breather for yourself and and for your mental health. So that's what was going down with me. Don't worry about me. I'm I'm totally fine. I just needed a little I need a little relaxation and I had to catch up on some other things that you know kind of have been a uh, just a lot of moving wheels here. So anywho I'm gonna tell you guys all about the show. Um the show was really really unbelievable. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I actually have a funny uh, story about the after party too, but it was an amazing lineup. I mean, it was people that I've looked up to in comedy forever and everyone was just so happy to be there. And, and, you know, it was a charity show for uh, a bunch of different nine 11, um, fundraisers and causes. So it was for a good cause and it was just so nice. You know, I had met, a bunch of the comics before, just kind of in passing, but to have been even asked to be on that, I was so honored and I was so nervous. Oh my God, was I nervous, girl? I was like panicking, panicking. When I tell you panicking, like the Wednesday beforehand, I had a little bit of a breakdown and I called my parents in the middle of the day. I was like, I'm canceling. I'm going to call Pete. I'm going to cancel. I'm not doing this. I can't do this. I just can't do it because it was just such an intimidating thought. Um, but that'll teach a lesson. Stick with it. You can do it. If you put your mind to it, if you work hard at it and, and I had done my set a billion times leading up to it. So I felt confident in that there was, you know, it, if it was not going to work, it was not going to work. But, um, I ended up having a really fun time. And like I said, all the other comedians were amazing. I, I was so honored to even be involved. So shout out to Pete Davidson. Thanks for, thanks for asking me. That was really nice. Um, Yeah, uh, Chris Rock dropped in, which was really cool. I know some of you were there, which is great. Uh, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, Tom Segura, Bill Burr, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, uh, obviously Pete, Jon Stewart. I mean, the lineup was, this was a -a once-in-a-lifetime show. So I was so emotional um, about the whole thing. It was just kind of unbelievable, and I still don't don't even feel like a – you know, I feel like it hasn't even sank in yet, but you know, who was so damn nice to me, Colin Quinn. He was so nice to me. His green room was right next to mine. And I was panicking, you know, I was like, just trying to play it cool, but I was kind of panicking. And he was like, oh man, he's like, I never played a room this big. And I'm like, of course you have You're Colin Quinn. Like I've always loved him. And he was like, listen, he was like, just go out and have fun. And that's all. Don't count down the seconds until you can get off stage. Just go and do it. And when I got off stage, he was standing right there. And I was like, you're my daddy. So that's my daddy. Um, also, okay. This is a funny story. This is a funny story. (laughs) So we go to the after party at the garden and then Chappelle was having a party at a, at a bar. And so obviously we're going to go to that too i get there i have my big bag with me like my big shoulder bag that has all my shit in it okay i have brought a, you know i had brought a, sh- a couple shirts i brought all my makeup i brought you know us when uh, the girlies when we go out we got to we got to bring shit okay i for some reason had a package of gauze in my purse i and i'm not sure why i'm not sure why i think i thought in case anyone stabs me i will be prepared because i have a full blown you know, first aid kit. So my bag was so heavy and we walk into this after party. There's a ton of people there. I'm not even paying attention. I'm hammered at this point because I was lucky enough to go. I was, went up first on the show. So I was chilling, smoking ciggies. Don't judge me. I was drinking. I was having, I was really just kind of vibing. And so I go up to this table at this bar and there's some people sitting there and I'm like, I got to put my bag here. I'm like, my bag is so heavy and it's just too heavy. And the girl's sitting there are like kind of giving me a look. And I'm like, listen, I'm putting my bag here. I, I don't even care. There's really nothing. What's in there? Gauze and, and a lipstick. I mean, just take the bag at this point. Someone, please, I'm begging you to steal it. So I put my, I kind of just plop my big ass bag down. And a few minutes go by and I look over at the table. I'm like, that was John Ham. That was, <laughs> that was John Ham. So I was like starving, and I before I was gonna go over and talk to John Ham for some reason I thought it would be a good idea to eat no less than twelve garlic shrimp, and I devoured that. I devoured that girly, and there was also some sashimi tacos floating around that I I also enjoyed those as well, because when I'm hungry I'm eating, okay. So then I I guess all that shrimp, all the mercury went to my head. <laughs> from all the fish I ate. And I decided to then approach John Han at the booth. And I went up to him and I just kind of looked at him and he went, I'm watching it. I'm watching it. Like I'm watching your bag. And I was like, are you though? I feel like you're not paying enough attention to it. And he was like, I haven't stopped staring at the bag since you left. (laughs) And okay. I'm sitting right next to him talking in his face. Okay. And remind, I'm reminding you one more time about the shrimp. And the shrimp was never addressed, but I know that he knew, <laughs> I know that he knew that I ate all the damn shrimp in the damn restaurant, but I don't care. I think that maybe made him respect me more. Okay. So I'm sitting next to him and I'm talking and we're just talking back and forth and back and forth. And he was really funny. I was like, what are you going to do if somebody comes for the bag? He's like, I'll hurt him. I was like, you better Johnny. So, uh, it was to the point where, like, I was so hammered and so comfortable for some reason <laughs> around John Ham that I walked away and my friend goes, Girl, do you like know John Ham? I'm like, Bitch, you think that I've known John Ham and I've been friends with John Ham and I haven't mentioned it to you? I would talk about that every single gosh darn day. I said, But we're friends now because I just screamed in his face after eating shrimp. So I would assume that that means that that's my man now. Um, so I thought that story was really funny. And guess what? I left the bag there one more time. I was like, I am just simply not carrying this damn bag around. And if John Hamm isn't going to watch it, then somebody steal it. I don't care. Give it to him. I don't care. Oh, oh my God. So this is something that's really cool. So when you do a big show, like we did, you get, let me tell you what you get. You get a swag bag that is like, unbelievable, unbelievable. And my parents, I had seen my parents after, and I gave it to my mom because I'm like, I don't want to carry this around with me the whole night. I already have enough shit, you know, that I'm lugging around. Like I'm like, I'm fucking hiking the Appalachian trail. Okay. I, there's a tent in my back. I mean, what's in my back? Who can say? So I didn't want to carry around this huge, you know, box that they gave us, but oh my god, there's a really, really fancy candle in there, and um, my mom's gonna bring it back. My parents are coming back uh, this week, coming over to my house, and my mom's gonna bring me the stuff. I was like, by the way, that is not yours. There was some tea in there. I said you could have the tea, but the rest is mine. There was a TheraGun, you know those massagers. Um, there was a uh, uh, the candle is like a Gucci candle. It's beautiful. The, the, uh, the candle itself, you know, the ceramic is so, so beautiful. A Gucci blanket. I was like, Holy stinking gosh, you know, what am I going to do with a Gucci blanket? I mean, the blanket is more money that, I mean, I have cats, you know? So one of my friends is going to get that shit for Christmas. Sorry. If you're listening, you're welcome. Okay. And guess what? I didn't pay for it, but it's the thought that counts. You're getting the nice blanket, one of you, because I can't have that type of blanket in my house. What am I going to do with that? My cats will I, destroy it. It's like cashmere. It's like so luxurious and fancy. And my, <laughs> I, of course, you guys know me, I'm garbage. I'm opening the gift box as soon as I get to the damn show. Before I even get up on stage, I'm looking at I'm looking at my presents. And uh, my friend was with me and she's like, girl, she's like, uh, like later on. So she knew it was in the box. She's like, girl, she's like, I'm a little chilly. Can I wear your blanket? I'm like, I swear to God. It's so like, you know, it has these big G's on it. I'm like, you're not wearing the fucking, <laughs> I was like, girl, you're not wearing the gift box gift right now before the show's even over. You're going to be wearing a big blanket. I was going to kill her. I'm like, uh, you're so funny. But uh I wanted to tell you guys so I watched I haven't watched TV in so long but I watched a docu series on Amazon Prime Video called Lula Rich. And it's about the brand LulaRoe which I never knew anything about this brand. I just was like I'm watching this documentary cuz you know I love a scam. And uh it's pretty much LuLaRoe was like a pyramid scheme. It was like, you know, the shit though, even if you never bought it or heard about it or knew, I feel like it's very, and I, no offense, but I feel like it's very like middle America, Southern, maybe a little Texas, you know, vibes, like the people that were selling it. I never knew anybody in New York that was selling it, but um, it's those leggings that are like the ugliest shit you've ever seen. They're like, have these obnoxious prints on them, But apparently they started off just as like a small company and then it became a pyramid scheme where they found out that all the people that were making a lot of money in commission, you were getting they were getting it from recruiting people. Right. And I'm watching this thing and I'm like, it really is so easy to start a cult. It really is so easy to start a cult. I want to start one. Does anybody want to start a cult with me? We need some type of a spin. It needs to be a niche cult that way we get all the followers but if you guys want to start a cult with me please tell me what it should be for because I would love to have a cult and but have it be like a fun loving just fun type of party cult. I don't want to be scamming people and you know making people go into debt and all of this stuff. But all these innocent women that are on the thing they they follow me on TikTok. They follow me on freaking TikTok now. So I have it in with the LulaRoe you know franchise now. And I do want to watch the documentary again, even though I already I saw it the other night. I watched it all in one sitting because I was so into it. And I'm like, I swear to God, it is so damn easy to scam people. I'm sure a lot of you listening sold the shit. There was like hundreds of thousands of sellers at some point. And then at one point of the documentary, they showed a list of like a bunch of different just on the screen, a bunch of different uh, pyramid schemes. And Avon was on there. And I'm like, oh, shit, my mom sold Avon my mom definitely sold Avon, but I don't know if Avon did that thing where they give you money. If you get people to sign up, cause I don't remember my mom ever recruiting anyone. She didn't want to give anybody else customers. She was like, no, 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 no. These are my people. Okay. But she was an Avon lady. She had them at magazines and, um, I'm not going to lie to you. Avon was really nice makeup, man. They really did make nice stuff. That was like all this shit that I had when I was little. I think about um, those. Oh my God. It was so nineties, early two thousands that those, uh, chapsticks that were like shimmer. They were like frosted. They had that they had frosted eyeshadows. Ooh, forget it. I had all the stuff because my mom was always buying shit. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was funny. It reminded me of like, and this is a total this is like uh I was thinking about it the other day because this thing has gone viral about that girl. Uh, is it Kamaima or uh what is her name? She's this British girl that uh left the UK. She was from London, she left the UK to um go to Syria to join ISIS. And now she's been there for five years and she wants to come back and she's like begging the people of England to accept her back. Right. Whatever the person is that's in charge. And I was watching these interviews. I went through a hole, a, a real deep hole of this. I was watching these interviews with all these women that, that are, I didn't even realize that ISIS recruited 20,000 people recruited Lou LaRoe vibes. Right. So they recruited 20,000 people from all over the world. I mean, I swear I was watching these people get interviewed. It was like some lady from France. She's like, oh, yes. you know," And I'm like, well, what the hell are you doing there? You're from literally Paris. But they're interviewing these women. And the woman's like, they're like, what made you want to join ISIS? And I swear to God, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. But all these women said, Well, they said that that they would find a husband for me and I could have kids. I'm like, is this where the bar is? Is this the length that these women are going to to find a man? That's all I'm going to say about it because I don't want, you know, it's it's an awful thing and it's a terrible topic to even discuss. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I swear to God. She's like, yeah, no. They said that there was a husband here waiting for me. I'm like, God damn, huh? That's the reason you joined ISIS, girly? That was it? They got recruited. I'm like, I. It, it's just so. It, I think with uh, with that specifically, and maybe even some type of multi level marketing. I think that, uh, you know, some people just are looking for a purpose. You hear that about. People who leave and and join these like they're innocent people and they join these terrorist organizations and they're like, oh, I just wanted a purpose in life. It's like, well, that shouldn't have been the purpose. But hey, the UK is not letting letting the girly back in and she's pissed. She's real pissed, which her her interview, what really captivated me about her was that she gave an attitude. She goes, I'm going to help you guys fight terror because you obviously don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, well, that's not a fucking way to get back into the country, girly. What are we doing here, sister? So that's that. I also wanted to talk about Nicki Minaj's cousin and Trinidad's friend's balls real quick. That was the wildest shit I've ever seen. I'm so happy it all went down like live on Twitter. Nicki Minaj pretty much tweeted about the vaccine saying that her cousin and Trinidad's friend was supposed to get married. And by the way, I'm not even looking at the tweet. I just have kind of have it memorized her, her cousin in Trinidad's friend was about to get married and he got the vaccine and his balls, <laughs> his balls became gigantic. So his girl left him, right? Because he got the vaccine. And then that went viral because it's like, girl, why are you talking about your cousin's friend's balls? Okay. And then the guy, the, uh, health, whatever, in, In Trinidad, had to make a speech going, we wasted so much time investigating this and there has never been a reported case of somebody's bald. He he was like giggling saying it. I'm like, this whole thing is just so silly. And I wonder, I was talking to my friend about it today. I was like, I wonder if she's even embarrassed or she's just like, doesn't give a shit. I think she doesn't give a shit. Right. But that was so funny. That really like anything that will start a meme like that, forget it. I love it. I cannot get enough. Uh, By the way, I did get a lot of messages after the last episode about you guys all, a lot of you had shingles. And I'm real sorry that I I didn't mean to disrespect shingles. I just was shocked. I was not expecting that to be an excuse that this guy gave her about not being able to hang out. I, I mean, I've heard it all. I've been through it all. Hearing a man, if a guy said to me, Oh, sorry, I ghosted you, I had shingles, I would go, get the fuck out of my face, man. You had shingles? Come on. It sounds fake. It sounds fake to me, but I know that it's very real. And I apologize that I kind of lost my shit when I when I was talking about it. Um, okay. Let's see. Let's get into some of these emails. Again, you guys can send in emails to secret at gmail dot com um and just and we'll we'll read it on the pod so okay let's get into it okay this one just says z Z, 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 Z. oh this is uh adding to the list of the embarrassed the things that we find embarrassing so she says hi carly sleeping is embarrassing first of all you have to pretend to be asleep (laughs) to fall asleep oh my god i never thought of it that way Oh my God. Wait, let me finish the email before I'm losing it. I never thought of it that way. First of all, you have to pretend to be asleep to fall asleep. And then you're just vulnerable and not alive for six to 10 hours every night. Also napping is embarrassing, but that's a controversial one. Let me know what you think. I think Stanley and Robert would disagree, but that's fine because cats rule the world. (laughs) Okay. So I never even thought that we really do. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm never going to sleep again now. I wish I could just faint and then be asleep. Like I don't, because now I'm embarrassed that you really are. We're acting every night. We're acting like we're, we're already asleep in order to fall asleep. We all deserve an Oscar for that. I honestly don't even do that until I'm, my eyes are like droopy because I can't even I have no I'm too ADD. I just start thinking about shit. Um, And napping is embarrassing. I don't know if it, I never really nap only because it screws up my sleeping schedule. But I guess it is embarrassing. Do you mean it's embarrassing because it's like that's what a baby does? That could be. I love a nap though. Every once in a while when I absolutely need it, oh my God, there is nothing like a good nap. I took a nap the uh, day after the MSG show because I didn't get home until uh, 10 o'clock in the morning because I, you know me, you know what, you know me. But I got home the next morning and I obviously fell asleep. I woke up at like 3 p.m. And I'm telling you the stretch I took after that nap, I was like, oh my God, I needed it so, so bad. So I love a good little nap, but I don't really nap. I take full night sleeps during the day if I do it. Okay. So this next one says, hi thoughts. (laughs) Hey girl. Hey, just wanted to, uh, just wanted to shoot you for being the, (laughs) just wanted to shoot you for being the best at the podcast game. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, why are you going to shoot me? Maybe you're high and wrote the wrong thing. I had a question slash topic I wanted to ask you about. After banging someone for the first time, when is the next time you hit them up to do it again? How do you do it? Like just straight up text them saying, hey, you want to bang again? You want to hang again? I don't know, LMAO. I feel like I've definitely figured this situation out before, but I'm really blanking this time. I feel like I'm just going to be straight up about it and say, what are your plans this weekend or something? I feel like that's what you would do. <laughs> Apologize if it isn't. Um, okay. Let's see. So you're hooking up. You don't, uh, I'm assuming you don't really like the person or want a relationship. So kind of the games are, are null and void at this point. I would just keep in touch. You don't have to say, Hey, do you want to hook up again? You just say, when are you, uh, why don't you reach out to him and just say like, I'm free Thursday night this week. If you're around. You know what I'm saying? That way you're putting it out there. You're not available too many days, but you're putting it out there that you're free on this particular night or two nights, whatever. And uh, see what he says to me. Like if it's not a potential relationship, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. There is no games to be played there at this point. Um, okay, let's get. Into another one here. And again, I'm really sorry about the shingles. I got a lot. There's a lot of emails here that just say shingles. And I truly apologize about that. Okay. This one says, wait, am I a cougar? Oh, God. (laughs) You're not a cougar. Hey there, Miss Carly, Mr. Robert, and Mr. Stanley. My little kitty cat Kirby says hi. Picture attached. I got to look at the cat. (gasps) Stop. That is a stunning cat. Oh my God! Is he drinking a little martini? Stop! Don't please don't send me pictures of your animals if they're this cute, because I will find them and I will punch them. Okay, she says uh, I discovered your podcast this summer and it's be getting me through the long work days back in the office after a year at home. Also, strange timing since I recently started seeing a man's after two years of being single. It's like the world knew I would need advice soon. So this guy, let's call him Troy is 21 and I'm 26, only five years different, but he's one of my younger brother's friends from high school. And I've known him since he was like eight. Luckily they aren't really close anymore. My brother went to college and Troy went straight into working as an electrician. Ooh, girl, you know, I love an electrician. You know, I love anyone in a union. He's the one. Okay. Onward. Uh, he also seems way older than my brother who thinks doing laundry once a month is acceptable. The only real issue is I'm worried about our age difference will become a bigger issue down the road. He was really open with me when we first started talking and said, he's not in in the place for a quote unquote, serious relationship right now, but he does really like me. I know it's a terrible excuse, but I was like that when I was 21. And honestly, I'm okay with that too. For now, we're obviously hooking up and just having a good time, but I know myself and it, if we're still doing this six months from now, I'll want to be more because, hey, your girl is 26. I don't have forever here. So, should I just end things with him now before I catch bigger feelings or wait it out and see where this will head in six months? Love you and the Kit Kat so much. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Okay. So, this is tough because it's one of these situations that we sometimes get ourselves into where we're like, oh yeah, no, it's cool. It's casual. It's fine. And I'm cool. And I'm a cool girl and you're a cool guy. And we're fine with just not being anything. And then one of you is bound to catch feelings. So it's just one of those situations where are you going to jump kind of head first into that? Anytime you're saying there's like a, like a, There's no guarantee of it ever being something because somebody doesn't know what they want. If someone doesn't know what they want and I'm hanging out with them, I'm not gonna completely write them off, but I will absolutely not um, treat the situation as if if it's gonna flourish and turn into something. I would take it for what it is, which is you guys are having fun. If you feel like you already kind of have feelings for him, which I kind of am getting the vibe that you do. And the reason why, don't get me wrong here, But the reason why is because if you didn't care, you wouldn't even be worrying about this at all. You wouldn't be saying you wouldn't be thinking of a future like, oh, in six months, I might. No, no, no. If you didn't care, you'd be like, oh, this schmuck and who cares whatever. So if I were you, I would kind of back away from him and put yourself out there, get yourself out there with somebody who is ready for a relationship. You know, in relationships, it's not about meeting the right one. It's about meeting the person at the right time because you can find the perfect person for you, but they're just simply not ready. So girl, that happens a lot. So take it for what it is. If you don't want to completely write him off, you don't have to, but don't put all your eggs in that basket because that's a young ass basket. Okay. And I can't have any of my girlies getting hurt. Right let's get to this one. This one says friend or hi, Carly. First of all, let me say you're my style inspo. Ooh, thank you so much. Fuck the haters and keep rocking the Crocs. They are so deeply jealous. And I'm just worried that you're going to marry their dads. (laughs) I will marry their dads. Looking for your perspective on my sad love life. I have a crush on someone for years. We used to work together, but I was in a long-term relationship and he lived in a different city. Fast forward, I'm single living in the same city as him. I felt like there was a reciprocal crush coming from this person, so I started hitting him up. We would flirtatiously and innocently text for hours, and then I wouldn't hear from him for days or weeks. When we would hang out, I definitely caught a vibe that he liked me, but then he would disappear, besides sending me memes every day that has gone on for several months. A few months back, I hinted that I would want to go on a date with him, to which he replied he didn't want to ruin our relationship, um, our friendship, rather. I was disappointed, but genuinely like this person as a human, so I was down to just be friends. But when we hung out after, I expected him to be guarded slash not flirtatious, but I again got the vibe that he was into me. He's shy. I don't think dates much and slightly guarded. I know I may not be emotionally available for a relationship yet. And I feel this man is, but I feel like this man is long-term Bay material. And I also recognize that he is clearly avoidant something that I don't want in a partner. I also very much realize that if he wanted to, he would, whether he secretly likes me or not, but I'm wondering if this person really only sees me as a friend and I'm reading into something that isn't there, or if there's something romantic, uh, something of romantic potential that may just take some time to blossom anxiously waiting your reply while I slither back into my neurotic hole. (laughs) Um, okay. Here's the thing. Um, it's so tough because you're catching a vibe, but you're saying something different. If I was in this situation or if one of my friends is in the situation, I would just say, keep it moving um because you already brought it up to him and he did tell you how he was feeling about it where he was like I don't want to ruin our friendship hey I think that's fair I think that uh if it's going to happen let it come to you because now if you bring it up again you are going to say you bring it up again right and he's like oh I guess we could give it a shot you're always going to have in the back of your head like oh this never would have happened if I didn't bring it up to him So just let it come to you. You know, you think he's a great person. You like spending time with him. If it happens, it happens. But um, I would wait for him to initiate the next step. But I wouldn't be sitting around waiting, twiddling my little thumbs. You know? All right. Let's get into this one. Am I shitty or am I just being gaslighted? Hello, my sweet little baby angel Carly. I love you in this podcast so much. I've been a fan of yours since Girl Code. Please come to New England so I can meet you and evaporate into a puddle at your feet. So basically I'm in a bit of a pickle with my quote unquote friend and I really could use your advice. Okay. Well, here we go. Thank you so much for all the, all the kind words. And I'm sure me and Jesse will be in New England on our little tour next year so. I recently had a falling out with a friend of nearly five years. We were extremely close and talked basically every day and always had a blast together. Our personalities were polar opposites, but despite that, we never once fought, even if we had a disagreement. We purchased tickets to a music festival five months in advance that required a cross-country road trip to get there, but nonetheless, we were both down for it. She bought her ticket and paid uh, her half of the rental car. So we were good to go. However, it should be noted that shortly after we purchased the tickets to the festival, she purchased a ticket for herself to attend a different festival, which was taking a place a month before ours. I had no desire to go to that one as the lineup was not my cup of tea. So she decided to go with some random local girls that she knew from Twitter, which is a little sketchy, but I guess rather than go alone, it's better. However, she then put the rental car in Airbnb for that festival all on her credit card and expected these random ass people who she didn't know from a hole in the wall to pay her back. Well, the time of the festival comes and of course they don't pay her back and she's at a major loss of money. I of course feel bad that this happened to her, but then also why don't This is why you don't go on a trip with random strangers and put it all on your card. But I also should mention that this girl was so contently spending her money, whether it was tattoos, hair, nails, lashes, going out three times a week, or just random shopping sprees. The girl was never not spending money. She lived at home and was not burdened by rent and bills and all this all, all of that sort, but the girl could not save money for her life if it depended on him. I would never have said anything to her simply because it's not my business, and I didn't think it would ever affect me. Well, I was wrong. So it goes without saying that when she returned from her trip, she was in a bit of a financial pickle to say the least. I totally get it. And I've been there also, but I have basic common sense and I know that I have an expensive trip coming up. I'll make the budget cuts necessary to make it happen. For example, maybe not going out three times a week. I'm really not kidding. So tell me how this girl comes back and tells me she can't afford to go on our music festival trip anymore that we booked five months ago. That was in three weeks because she went to the festival and got screwed over by these random ass girls. I, of course, was so upset and quickly had to scramble and find someone willing to drive cross country and pay for that ticket to go with me. This was a super unexpected and I was confused and she meant uh, I, I was confused what she meant by not having money. She already paid for her ticket as well as half of the rental car for a week. So she felt she could afford to take another week unpaid off work. Uh, I had to replenish the money she lost from the first music festival. I was obviously hurt and we had planned to go on this before she bought tickets to the other one. And she was very unapologetic, which only made me more pissed off after our conversation. I hadn't talked to her for about a week and she had made no additional effort to reach out and apologize again, or check if I found anyone to go with. Hold on before I continue. Why are you finding the person to cover for her? That's a thousand percent her obligation. That is not your fucking problem, girl. That's like the the main takeaway from this so far is, you know, the whole situation is shitty, but cool. If you're canceling, you already put all this shit on your card. If you're canceling, you find someone, get one of your weirdo friends to take your spot and they'll pay you back for what you already paid. This is not my fucking problem. That's all. Yeah, I'll ask around. I'll ask a few people, but it should not have been your burden to carry. Um, I received my wristband in the mail and I texted her and asked if she received hers because if if she did, I was probably going to try and get her to give it to my friend who was down to go. So then she told me that she recently already contacted them requesting a refund. I said, girl, why didn't you check with me first? Because you knew I was looking for someone to go with what the fuck the festival at this point was two weeks and buying a resale ticket online was really risky. She proceeded to give me an attitude and tell me how she figured I would want nothing to do with her or the situation. And that's why she didn't check with me. She was like, you didn't text me for weeks. Like, dude, why would I reach out for a casual conversation with you after you just bailed on our plans? She tried to say that I should have reached out to tell her that I was upset because she's not a mind reader. Uh, This sounds a little gaslighty to me. Uh, It's not like she was texting me and I was ignoring her. We hadn't spoke since our conversation where she bailed. And she tried to say that if the roles were reversed and I couldn't afford, she would be understanding. She told me this was was genuinely out of her control and was mad at me for getting mad at her. But the issue is, that this wasn't her control. She should have made budget cuts and gone on the trip and not gone on the trip with complete strangers and could have maybe not put everyone else's expenses on her credit card. It wasn't like this was a trip down the street where I could go alone. This was a festival 1,000 miles away with 90,000 people. I didn't feel safe going alone at all, as most women would not. I wasn't even ready to throw the whole friendship away after this, but the way she reacted and responded to me had me upset and question everything about her and our friendship. Like I said, we have never previously fought or anything of the sort. She was always there for me whenever I needed her, but now it's like she can't handle the fact that she's fucked up and I'm mad at her. So it feels like she's trying to put it on me. She was actually trying to guilt me into being upset when she bailed essentially I don't know what to do we haven't spoken since other than a simple happy birthday text she sent me a few weeks later also I should probably note that the festival ended up getting canceled after I had driven the 16 hours and she did not once reach out to see if I was okay or anything oh god that sucks she seems too stubborn and can't put her pride aside to try out and should try and reach out to me is this someone I should continue a friendship is this a situation worth throwing away a friendship of five years am I being selfish or rude by being upset with her any feedback would be appreciated. Love you so much, girl. Okay. Love you too, girlie. Okay. Okay. I think that sh- this was handled very wrong on her part. I don't think you did anything wrong in the matter. I personally, if my friend did this to me, I would not have been continuously reaching out to them for no reason. I mean, that's kind of silly. I, I, I agree with you. The the question, though, that you're giving me is, is this worth throwing away a friendship? And no one can really answer that other than you, because you know what this friendship means to you. If you're saying you guys have never had a fight, she's always been there for you. To me, it does seem like an ego thing where she fucked up. She's probably embarrassed that she fucked up and got scammed by some strangers on the internet, right? Which, by the way, would never fucking happen to me because I would just be making up lawyers and and messaging these girls like, hey, expect to hear from my lawyer. Nothing makes somebody pay you back more than saying that that you, you're about to talk. You're about to hear from my lawyer, who, by the way, my lawyer is Chunk from the Goonies. So you don't want him emailing you doing the truffle shuffle. But. You know. I think she's embarrassed that she got scammed. I think she's embarrassed that she doesn't have the money to pay. I don't think she's lying about it, but I think she is maybe a little immature and not ready to accept responsibility for her own actions and take accountability, which is a really, really, I mean, of all the character traits, that's the one that's the most annoying. Um, I cannot stand when people can't take responsibility for their actions. It drives me up the wall, but that's kind of annoying, but maybe if you're saying she was a good friend otherwise, and you're not ready to cut it loose, I think you should have a talk with her, tell her how it made you feel. And from now on, you you don't, you know, you don't trust her as much as you used to, or you see her in a kind of different way, but that doesn't mean you have to completely write her off if you're not ready. I think that, um... You know, these things happen unfortunately and it makes you just look at someone differently, which usually for me is enough. But um yeah, I would probably I would just talk to her about it and be like this really pissed me off, you're not cool for doing this and I'm upset. I'm upset. You hurt me. That's all. And if she doesn't apologize then she could really suck my ass at that point. Um all right. Let's get to the next one. This one says, girls just want to have fun. I need friends. Hey, girly. Hey, Robert. (laughs) Robert says, hi, you guys. He's under the bed as always. I swear. He's like the damn boogeyman. Oh my God. You guys, before I get to this email, speaking of Robert, before I get to this fucking email, I need you guys to understand. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. So in the middle of the night, every night, Robert comes next to me and he plops. You know what a plop is. Cats plop, dogs plop, but cats really, they plop. They just kind of like are standing and then they boom, like they just fall on their side and they plop because they want to be scratched. So I scratch Robert every single night when he plops next to me. It's our thing. It's our routine. We're doing it right. And I always scratch his lower back right, right above his tail. Um, Because that's like his favorite spot. And that's a lot of cats' favorite spots, right? So the other night, Robert plops and I'm scratching, right? I'm doing my job. And I'm like, what the fuck is this cut that he has? Scratching right above his tail. What the fuck is this cut? Oh my God, this is like, he must be so hurt. Maybe Stanley, maybe he fell. Maybe Stanley scratched him. Oh my God, I'm kind of panicking. And then I look because it was dark and I realized I was scratching his asshole. I was, (laughs) I was scratching his asshole. And I was examining it because I was like, what could this possibly be? Right. But it's covered in fucking hair. And I didn't know. And I was scratching his asshole that whole time. And I had left my friend a voice memo the next day, and this was his response. That is quite literally the most disgusting (laughs) piece of information that anyone (laughs) has ever shared with me, ever, in the history of my life, which is 35 years. So, in my opinion... (laughs) You should never, ever, ever (laughs) (laughs) tell that story again. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Hmm. (laughs) So I uh, I scratch Robert's asshole. I scratch Robert's asshole. Uh, anywho, by the way, I gotta say, Robert didn't move. The man did not flinch. He's a freaking pervert. He's a pervert. All right, here we go. Here she goes. Hey girl, hey Robert. Okay, friend, here it is. I'm 28. Happy Virgo season, bitches, with three kids. I was with their dad for nine years, early. Uh ended early spring 2020. And to be honest, he and I are still very close. The relationship ended ended in an utter disaster. But I mean, we're still young. I have three kids and only live 20 minutes away from one another. Um, we don't bang very often because, yeah, I've been through that. We both text e- uh, each other and other people, but we are not in serious relationships. This email is not about him. Well, yeah, not really. After we really officially fucking broke up about that nine-year mark, my social anxiety went through the roof. I feel like I'm unstable. I, I'm so sorry, you guys. My My brain is doing that thing now where I'm getting a little loopy and I'm reading things backwards. I, I feel I am unable to connect with people. It seems like something in me broke slowly and not all at once. I used to be very good at making friends and being the life of the party. Now, when I go out, things seem so different and people seem different. When I was I locked away in a dungeon? Um, life when you're in a relationship is so different. Wait, so now I have to pregame, drive somewhere, park, drink more, attempt to socialize, then drive back home alone. I have multiple kids and access to limited babysitting hours, LOL. So that seems like a lot. Dating seems like it's even more work. People are so different. Or is it me? My friend group is girls that party a lot at downtown clubs and heavy liquor pills, etc. One night stands. A lot of them um, still don't have kids. Or only have one, which is very different than having three. But now I have different interests. I like art and I like working out. I know I need new friends, but the good ones seem hard to come by. I know, I know. We'll get to know yourself since the breakup. I have been all over all that journaling and going deeper and shit, but that's a forever process. I need some fucking friends and some side dick, not looking for anything serious. I've overcome a lot in the last few years. I know I'm a bad bitch and a good fucking friend. Any advice would help. Girls just want to have fun, right? Love you. Kiss you right on the lips. Um, okay. 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 So and then she says, "Oh, she's a makeup artist. Come get your makeup done next time you're in Dallas. I would love to get my makeup done next time I'm in Dallas, girl. I will hit you up, of course." So It is hard to make friends as an adult. We've we've talked about this time and time again, and it's so weird because you know, I have my group of friends that I love and and I don't know what I would ever do without them. And then sometimes you meet a new person and you're like, oh, a new friend, how exciting. And then you are like, oh, this person's a fucking psycho, right? So it makes it even harder. Even when you extend that invitation or you get an invitation from someone new and you're all excited, it's like, oh no, these bitches are crazy, okay? These motherfuckers are crazy. So I hear you on that. It's hard, it's happened to me. It happened to me pretty recently, actually. And what I think- you can do in order to meet people. Like I think you've outgrown your group. Right? You're 28 years old. The girls that you're going out with are still going out and partying. They don't have kids. It's a different life. You've outgrown them, and not in a bad. I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that as you're more mature. You have no choice but to be more mature than them. You're a mom. You have three kids. Of course, you're going to have different interests, and you've been through more, and, and you've had a different life the last however many years, nine years, which is a long time. So I think that what you can do is join groups in your community. We've talked about this. Somebody had said this once on Secret Keepers and I was like, wow, this is such a great idea. You join groups in your community on Facebook, like artists of Dallas, right? Because you're from Dallas. Artists of Dallas, um, moms of Dallas, uh, whatever else you, you know, CrossFit ladies of Dallas, whatever type of exercise cult that you want to join. And then you meet people that have similar interests as you. You could probably meet a guy, you know, in connection that has the same interest in you. It's kind of the your best bet. I feel like it's so great that Facebook has groups like that. Um, so that's what I would do if I were you, or you can have, you know, go out with somebody, one of your friends, that's not a psycho and go out to a nice restaurant, a nice bar or whatever, and meet people that are at that level. So you're not going to clubs and you're not shaking your damn ass when you want to be in bed at 10 PM. I hear you. I hear you go out to a night, treat yourself. Even if it's once a month, Me and my best friend go out to a really nice restaurant once a month. That's our thing. And we go out. Usually we go out to dinner. We go out once a week. You know, if we don't, we make sure we do. Um, But we'll go somewhere really nice. And I think that that's a cool thing to do because you're meeting people that are kind of, um, you know, it's a different vibe than a dive bar, which, by the way, you got to drag me out of one of those. Or a club, which you know I will also. Here's my thing: I'm like a shapeshifter. You could take me to a dive bar; I'm gonna have so much fun. You could take me to a freaking club; I'm gonna be shaking my ass. I'm gonna I'm gonna be shaking my ass until I get arrested that night. Guess who's going to jail tonight? So, anywho, go to a more sophisticated or more adult kind of venue when you're going to hang out, and then. You sit at the bar, you chit chat with people, you know how to talk, you know how to talk to people. I think it also takes a little bit kind of getting into the swing of things. So give yourself a little bit more credit, girl. You're putting yourself out there, you know? Okay. okay. So this one says, it's me, the concert pants shitter. Oh, I love you. So, do you guys remember this shit crappens that somebody sent in where he shit his pants at a concert? And I feel so bad. I felt so bad because his email was pretty ambiguous. And I read it thinking that it was from a girl because of the email name. So I kept saying she, her. And I felt so bad. And he didn't care. But I emailed him the next day and I was like, I'm so, so sorry that I did that. I feel so guilty. So I sent him a video because it was his birthday. I sent him a video saying, I'm so sorry. I love you and, and happy birthday. I, I feel so terrible that I kept calling you. I'm like, oh, girly. Meanwhile, it was not a girl. But that's your bad for having a freaking email address. That is, you don't have your pronouns in there. <laughs> Okay, so this one says hey Carly love you. It's the guy who shit his pants at a concert. Um it was an Alt-J concert by. What is Alt-J? Cuz I asked what concert it was. Alt-J Alt-J. I don't know what that is. What is Alt-J? Also, I just googled it and it, nothing's coming up. Oh, Alt J. It's a rock band. They have a band. They have a um, a song called Le- "Left Hand Free" in "Cold Blood," "Hunger of the Pine." Okay, this sounds very scary. I would play it, but I don't want them to sue me. But hey, they seem actually really popular. I'm lo- I'm looking at them now. Okay, they seem popular. Okay, so he's at Alt J concert. He says, "Here's the embarrassing thing." Walking out of a single person bathroom and someone is waiting and goes in right after, like, oh my God, please don't smell whatever the fuck just happened in there. Just like, give me a minute for it to settle, please. Thank you. Okay, that's all. Bye. I a thousand percent agree with you. I have a question for you guys. And this this is something that runs through my head anywhere, anytime I'm in a place that has a single stall bathroom. So say you're in a restaurant, you're in a bar, you go into the restroom. You you have to pee so bad. You're waiting in line. You finally get into that one st- that one bathroom, you know, one toilet bathroom. Right. And You shut the door and it stinks in there. Somebody that was in there before you blew it up. What do you do? Do you pee and leave? Knowing that the next person is going to think that you stunk that bitch up. Or do you immediately turn around do a pivot and walk out and cover your face. Very dramatic. I've done that because I don't want the next person thinking that I pooped at like, you know, a cheesecake factory. It seems a little excessive. But I also if I have to pee, it's really hard. So here's what I do. I either will leave immediately and be very dramatic and I'll cover my face, right? With my shirt. I'll be like, oh God, you don't even want to, you don't even want to see what's going on in there. And that way the person behind me knows that I was only in there for one second. I did not shit in that bathroom. Or what you can do is I usually will address it when I leave and say, listen, it wasn't me while I'm walking out. It wasn't me, girl. That was not me. I just came in here. I had to pee. I had to put, you know, I mean, what is to me? Every restaurant should really have a candle lit or some matches or something, something that will help us out here. Um. All right, let's get. Let's get into. OK, so there's a fuck, Mary kill. And I'm sorry you guys, I tried to do as many emails as possible this episode, but whatever I didn't answer, if if I didn't answer your email, because things kind of got broken up because there was no episode last week, you can resend it to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com because I do feel like uh I do feel like I there were some that must have been skipped over. But anywho, so let's do a fuck marry kill before we leave. This one is a TJ FMK. And this is all that was in the damn. This is all that was in the the email. So the TJ FMK, number one, Trader Joe's. Number two, TJ Maxx. Number three, Timberlake, Justin. I'm killing Justin Timberlake because he did my girl, Britney Spears, dirty. That's no brainer for me. And even if he didn't, I would never keep him alive in this scenario. Because TJ Maxx and Trader Joe's, that's my baby. I'm going to marry Trader Joe's. And here's why. I went yesterday, me and my friend go once a week, we go to Trader Joe's, to go grocery shopping together because we're two little old ladies. And I bought these things that went viral, I've been seeing them for months. And they're never there. They're always sold out. And I bought them this time at TJ Maxx, not TJ Maxx at Trader Joe's. And let me tell you, girl, I ran home. I ran in my door and threw them in the microwave. I ran through the door and threw these in the fucking microwave because I was like, I need to try them. I was so damn excited. I got five boxes. (laughs) You think that I'm not dropping coin at a at a Trader Joe's? You're crazy you're crazy. I got five boxes. Get on my level. So I got five boxes. And what is it? Soup dumplings. The pork and ginger soup dumplings. If I die, that better be the only thing that is served at my services. I want 40,000 pork and ginger soup dumplings from Trader Joe's To be the only thing that people could eat. And if you don't eat pork, you can kiss my ass then. Because that's my request. So I'm marrying Trader Joe's because I cannot live without it. I cannot live without it. I'm there the most. It's the most consistent in my life. It never disappoints me. It would never cheat on me. It would never start going crazy. Also, I do want to address, why is it a Hawaiian theme, I don't know, but I kind of am here for the, for the camp of the whole thing. I, I'm here for the production quality as well. You know, they're, the, the people there, they're literally wearing costumes. They're dressed like Hawaiian people. Huh? Anywho? Marrying Joe, fucking TJ, and killing Justin, not feeling bad about it either. Not feeling bad about that. Because even though this man is extremely talented, I will give credit where credit is due. He's extremely talented. He can sing, he can dance. He's 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 a lovable guy, right? I didn't forget about your damn ramen noodles hairstyles in the 90s. I didn't forget about that. And I didn't forget that you hurt my baby girl Brittany. So that's the end of that story. But I love you guys. Please go try and find those soup dumplings. But if you go to the Trader Joe's in Queens, I'm literally begging you not to buy them. Please don't buy the damn soup dumplings if you go to the one in Queens, because that's the one that I go to. And if they're not there, I'm going to fight you all if you steal my damn dumpies, my dumps. That's it. But anywho, I love you guys. I will see you next week for a new episode of Secret Keepers Club. Again, thank you so much for your patience this week. I know uh, there was no episode and ba-ba-ba, but I'm glad to sit down and chit-chat with you guys this week. It was so nice catching up. I love you, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.